This is Twa Teams One Street from the Evening Telegraph, the only podcast as obsessed with Dundee and Dundee United as you are. This week, Goodwin going for grafters in United Rebuild. And re-signings roll on as Doc continues to build Dundee squad. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Twa Teams One Street. I'm Tom Duthie. And podding alongside me today are Graham Finnan. Hello, everyone. And some boy from Arbroath. Oh. Everyone, everyone on holiday then, you and Smith. Yeah, I'm filling in. I've come off the subs bench of the, of the B team to come in. Welcome right, so back, you and you've not been on for uh, a while. I've not been for a while. <laughs> Thank you. Well, we've changed, we've changed no. location as well. Not that, not that, not that our uh, listeners will be able to see because we're not on YouTube this week, but we've changed location. Uh, I didn't you're a bit know. suspicious about that, you and that has been on YouTube for a few weeks yeah. now and you come back and they're going, no. Nah, it'd be no. Fair. We don't have a triple X rate. <laughs> Aye. Don't count, watch alone. View counts would go down. They would plummet That's if cruel. I was on That's YouTube. Anyway, you and although our growth is once again your first love, you're mainly here to speak about Dundee United, so I'm expecting a few stats. What's happening? Why are we here? It's a sunny day. We're <laughs> on holiday. The buses are even back on. Breaking news. Did you know they were on strike? No, I didn't know Well, they were, but they're back on. There's so many things on strike just now that I Bizarrely, my, my wife sent me a message on my way in here saying... Great news. Your wife never sends you a message. I know. What's going on? She never sent it. Certainly not of love. <laughs> Send me a message saying the buses are on. I'm like... I've got, a, I've got a car. <laughs> what why, do I, why do I need to know that? <laughs> Maybe you got to go and drive. I'm expecting a traffic jam on the Lockheed Road yeah, or something. Drive along Doxy and Toot, damn. They're all outside the Explore Bundy, aren't they? Anyway, you're talking of traffic jams. There isn't one of agents and players outside Tanadice just now, is there? No, there isn't. And um, I think John Goodwin's been in the media this week talking about his transfer targets. And uh, I think, obviously, given Dundee United's um, situation, being in the Championship, obviously, historically, we all know Dundee United is a big club and, and they would have appeal to players. But he is, he is obviously admitting the fact that in the Championship, some of the signing targets that they would look at in the Premiership may not be, they may not find Dundee United as attractive a, a, a proposition as they would have done had they stayed up. Um, however, he's still confident they will get their signing targets, but it's interesting the type of targets that he's looking for now. Um, and I've taken a quote out, and I'm, I'm very early <laughs> and this is going to mention our broth, but he has, <laughs> he has actually said he's looking to sign players who can go to our broth in November when it's blowing a gale uh, or up in Inverness. Why uh, do, what, what's so special about November? No, I know. That's Gayfield. That's Gayfield. Twelve yeah. years. Tw sorry, twelve months a year. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I mean, whoever subbedded that could have taken out the in November, but and they could have just left it uh, up to a broth and a gale. But yeah, I mean, it's actually very sensible signing policy if you think about it. I mean, it, it shows that he's got his his finger on the pulse with what is actually required. I mean, it's not going to be a time for silky soccer, although Dun United fans will still want to be entertained next season. But it's it, it's a division that Bear will well know. Um, watching Dundee that you fight you scrap you battle against clubs that will compete and will give 100% at the end of the day um, if you win 1-0 if you win every game 1-0 when you get up then that's that's the end goal that's the ultimate uh, thing you're going for um, so maybe Dundee United fans maybe what he's doing is tempering the ambition slightly of Dundee United fans by saying look 
We would sign these targets if we were in the Scottish Premiership. However, we're aware that they might not come to us. And also the type of players that we are going to sign are going to be grafters, are going to be people that will, I think he described it uh, before, as dogs in the middle of the park or in, in defence. Um, but perhaps the Dundee United fans will accept that because I think one of the one of the things that was levelled uh, towards the team from some of the supporters where they were disappointed at lack of effort or perceived lack of effort from their players in, in games. So I'll jump in there because I was going to put this to bear. I can remember going back throughout his long managerial career, Paul Sturrock was a great advocate of sign players for the league you're in. Mm-hmm. Their job's to get you promoted, make that clear to them. If they get you up and you have to sign a different type of player or a different standard of player, that's what you do. Jim Goodwin knows the championship. Unfortunately, Dundee United fans can remember the championship. We all know the championship. That was a statement of the obvious that Jim Goodwin made. So I put it to you, Bear. <laughs> there was a subliminal message there that basically he was saying, we didn't make the right signings before I came here. Well, that's that's absolutely correct. And I'm sure in a different world, a lot of these signings that Jim Goodwin still has on the books may have moved on already. Yeah. But, you know, it's going to be difficult. That's the... the Conundrum Jim Goodwin's got at this moment in time. He probably has players that time that he's on, on very good contracts that he wouldn't mind moving on. Now, some of them may move on to him, but that could take a bit of time. You know, Jim Goodwin would like to get it done so he could move on to the, the targets that he wants. Um, but uh, I think he's, he's got to get his, his squad in quickly if he can. And I think lower on his sights, which is what you'll have to do because some players just won't be willing to drop to the championship unless United are, are, are paying top dollar. And you've got to say, in the championship, United will be paying top dollar for the championship. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. You know, their, their budget will probably be the biggest in the league, you would think, you, you know, unless Wally Hoy digs, digs really deep, deep with Queen's Park once again. Um, so, yeah, he's right. He, he's right to the players he's going for. It is, is a tough, tough league. You saw that last season. The way the league finished, I think there was about six points covering about six clubs by the mm-hmm. end of the season. Mm-hmm. It was just so, so tight. And Dundee just timed their run to perfection, but you've got to... Well, so I think on the last night... Yeah. Oh, the swing. Who's, who ended up... Air ended up second, didn't they? Yeah. 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 But fifth was six, there was teams in fifth place at one Partick, stage. I think Patrick Thistle could have, could have dropped out. And yeah. They were, they, yeah. And yeah. they so nearly got promoted, Tom, you know. So it's... Inverness were in second at one point. Yeah. But I think what, United were out of the... Yeah, were actually were out, out of the frame and mm-hmm. then they went second. Yeah. And I think there was a stage, actually, where there's not three or four leaders of the... Of the of the of the league in the final day, yeah, you know, yeah. when the results go either yeah. way. So, but you've got to, sorry, uh, second yeah. place, sorry, three second, or four, yeah, three or four second place. Sorry, still got that United love. It's a stuck on Dundee. Were always taught, always <laughs> yeah, taught. Yeah, yeah, I mean second place. I, I correct myself, but there were there were three or four teams that moved into second place and jumped up, yeah. And yeah. jumped in and out. But Jim Goodman's right. I mean, Dundee United are the big fish. There's, there's no doubt about that. But. Being the big fish comes with a great big weight around your neck. There's a weight yeah. of expectation there. And a big target on your back. Yeah, absolutely, among, among mm-hmm. the fans. And I would urge United fans caution. I, you know, you'd like to think that Dungeon United can go in there and can, and over the first 10, 12 games, can really put a mark on that league. But I don't think that's going to happen to them. I think, it's, again, it's going to be really tough. And that means that the fans are going to have to hold their nerve when things may... Maybe they're not... They won't be top from, from start to finish. But hold their nerve, and over the course of thirty odd games, you in, they'll come out on top because they'll have, the, as Dundee did last season, mm-hmm. the squad got them over the line in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I actually I mean, look at it a bigger picture, just to let you know, you know. Although I'm sure you've been listening, I've already pinned my colours to the mast. <laughs> champions of the champions. What's left on the other colours? Yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Just keep my private life out of this, Barry. <laughs> Champions of the Championship, 23-24, if I've got my years right, Dundee United. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe being, I'm being a wee bit disingenuous, to, you know, the type of player that Jim Goodwin's looking for. If he gets the right ones, they're the type of player that win the, win the Championship. Okay, they maybe don't get you in Europe right away when mm-hmm. you're back in the Premier League, but re-establish the club in the Premier League. Is that maybe where United went wrong? There was a lot of grumbling under Mickey Mellon in the first season back that they weren't great to watch and this and that and the next thing. But they were never in relegation problem, and relegation trouble rather. But they seem to then go, right, that's us safe. Let's get the players to get us the wins that get us to mm-hmm. Europe. Which had succeeded for a year, but then when things went wrong, they didn't have enough of those grafters who said, well, the one thing we're not going to do is get relegated. And again, to play to play my age card, Jim McLean, every season I worked with Jim McLean as manager, it was usually sometime, sometime between the end of February and the beginning of March, he would actually be smiling, which he hmm. didn't always want to, and say, we can't get relegated. Mm-hmm. And that was a team that was going for trophies, that won the league, went close on a number of occasions, but the first thing he said every season was, we don't get relegated. And that's maybe the mistake Dundee United made. They got, they set their sights on on the top three or four places in the league and didn't say, well, if it doesn't go right, we'll have to have the type of player that says, well, at least we're not at the bottom. We're disappointed in eighth place. Instead, this season, they're disappointed in 12th. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt about that. But I mean, I think we all look back to this time last summer or maybe a month down the line last summer when the signings started to arrive at Dun United. And I think all three of us would admit that they looked on paper to be exciting signings. I mean, D- Dylan Levitt had just come on the back of being on loan from Manchester United and being outstanding. And the fact that Dun United captured him on a permanent basis um, at that point, a Wales international um, going, to, going to be in the World Cup squad they thought well that's a saleable asset then they looked at Aziz Beach somebody that, that had got a considerable amount of caps for Australia did play at the World Cup yeah. you're looking at these players and, and sign terms you think they're, they're really signing quality players but I guess the bottom line is you have to sign players that fit into a team yeah. as opposed yeah. to a, a collection think, of, of great individuals was, what you're saying I think you're, you're right they were an exciting squad they looked at you know they could do something they were decent on the ball there's two goalie missions there. One, we weren't sure about the goalkeeping position with Birgitte and Eriksson and also a holding midfielder, midfielder Callum Butcher. Where was John Dufouk. Somebody yeah. was going to sit in front yeah. of the defence. Yeah. And I think over the course of the season they got exposed in those areas and that mm-hmm. undermined a lot of the stuff. They were and it's often the case, isn't it? The nature of those Callum Butchers. I mean, I remember um, when I retired, United were good enough to invite me up to a game and it was, I think it was Queen of the South and they were 2-0 up. There were five minutes to go. Game's dead. And it was Benjamin Segrist. Got the ball, he had both fullbacks to roll it out to. He launched it long. Callum Butcher went ballistic at him. <laughs> and he was, I could hear him, he's shouting, you've given it away. Mm-hmm. He said, we won the game, keep the ball. And very often, as well as physically being strong, these, these type of midfield anchor men, if you like, they're the ones that will turn around and say to Dylan Levitt or... or Ian Harks, or... Ian Harks, whatever. Yeah. Boys, we're in the trenches today. Mm-hmm. I remember, I, I always go back, Sean Dillon used to say to me, uh, and it was at a time when United were playing great and they were winning 3 and 4 nil. he says, but see if it's 1-0 with 20 minutes to go. All I'm shouting is, don't lose a goal. 
doesn't matter how much attractive football you want to play, there comes a time in games and there comes a time in seasons where you're just like, don't lose. Don't lose that. And that's going to be imperative in the championship, yeah. Tom. As Lee Wilkie has always said, in the championship, the way you win the championship is by don't lose your, your away games, uh -huh. win your home games. Yeah. And if you've got that sort of formula, you'll, you'll not be far away. I is the grafted side of things. And, and maybe it's, it's changing the mindset of some of the United supporters into the fact that maybe they're not going to turn up and be entertained for 90 minutes. Yeah. Maybe they're going to turn up and they're going to see their, their team grind out a 1 0 late winning. Uh, strike, um, but it's enough to keep them on top of the pile. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to go into depth about Abroth, but I have watched a lot of the championship and have watched a lot of the style of play that not just Abroth play, but I like the fact that Abroth are a grafting, hard-working yeah. side that every single player you can look at and say they've given absolutely everything they've got. And I think the United fans, when they look at their side, that's what they should be looking at the next season. As players like you're saying, of me, I'm not saying Callum Butcher per se, but players of that ilk, players of that that are going to fight and scrap for every every ball. Um, they might not be the fanciest players, they might not be the, the most pleasing on the eye, but they, they are motivators, yeah. they're driven. Um, and you're right, they do need, they need they need several captains in their team, yeah. that's what they yeah. need. They I mean, need I still, I mean, I'm very confident about United's prospects next season, I have to say. And I don't always buy into this thing that it's going to, the championship's going to run late. I always think if you're a big team like United and you start really well, you can... You can win mm -hmm. that league by a country mile. Hearts have done it. United were right. doing it in the COVID season. But the one thing about that is, if you take it game by game, every game's a battle. They're, you're winning all your games mm -hmm. or ninety percent of your games, but you're not you're not coasting games. Every single game in the championship tends to be a battle. It's just the way it is, isn't mm -hmm. it? So it does go back to Jim Goodwin's original point yeah. about going. I mean, he's using an analogy about going, but he does need people that are not going to turn up a, a gale force wins at Gayfield and go, I don't fancy it today. And I've seen plenty of teams oh. turning up like that. And if they do turn up and they don't fancy it, then they'll be in for a game at a venue like They will be in for a game, a game when they go up to Inverness because uh, Inverness yeah. is a tough, apart from the, the travel, the distance and everything like that, you go up there in midweek, um, Inverness do not make it easy for you. Reef Rovers are a side that I think are maybe off the mm. radar for people, but they yeah. have made some very impressive signings already. Um, and they're nailing their colours to mast with contracts. They're giving players three-year contracts. Um, they've got they've got new owners come in. They've got fresh outlook. They're investing. They've got their season ticket sales are up. So clubs like that are maybe off the radar that maybe last season weren't really yeah. making an impact. I mean, they were the only side on the final day that had nothing to play for. But I think they'll have something to play for this season. Partick Fissel have obviously lost Scott Tiffany. Um, but Scott Tiffany actually... Um, a point that's maybe been missed is that Scott Tiffany for a spell last season was out of the out of the party Fissel side and they still performed really well in his mm -hmm. absence. Um, they've got a number of good players. It's not going to be an easy Dunfermline coming up. I uh, always say. My worry about the championship for Dundee last season was Falkirk. Dundee didn't get promoted. Falkirk and Dunfermline came up because I don't see any team mm -hmm. taking maximum points against Falkirk. Well, the Falkirk's not an issue anymore, but Dunfermline... Very few teams will go East End Park and win twice. Yeah, yeah. but Ben will tell you that in that division, it isn't always about the size of your club or the reputation. I mean, there uh -huh. are clubs. I mean, we saw it with Abroth a couple of years ago. We saw it with Queen's Park last year. There are clubs that maybe on did it with Alwa. Yeah, there, clubs on paper can 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 be in the top four, can challenge um, that you wouldn't anticipate that are maybe not the household names or maybe not traditionally the bigger clubs. So Jim, yeah. you'll have seen that last season.
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I mean, Airdrie have come up, and I watched Airdrie in the playoff against Hamilton, and Airdrie fighting, play, team, eh? fighting, but they, they can play, <clears> play that football. football as well. He's got them playing football, so that listen, there's no easy games. I mean, and you're speaking about grinding out results, and the more United can do that, the more they will demoralise the opposition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if you can get your nose in front and hold on to one nils, one nils, one nils, more and more teams will realise if the goal go behind, it's a game up the pole, Tom, uh, uh, effectively. But Goes the other side of the, the coin old, is... Old Graham Sooners yep. quote is, he used to say Liverpool used to go out and fight teams for 20 minutes. Because yep. he said it demoralised them because yep. they thought, we can't beat you in the fight. We definitely can't beat you in football. If United, yep. if United match the commitment... But it, the, other, the other side to that is, if you suddenly won nothing up and you keep slipping up and losing yeah. leads and dropping points, you give every team in that league mm-hmm. hope that, they, you know, it doesn't matter what the score is, they'll be able to peg you back at some at some time. So, yeah, Jim Jim will want to get his team in very quickly. And I think it'll be a t- team in his own image. And I think that's what United need, to. Yeah. You know, they're, you they're, mean his image as a player? What, yeah, what as, a, as a player, yeah, abso- absolutely. Yeah. You know, really a strong, strong player, you know, got the job done. Now he wasn't, he, and he would admit this wasn't the prettiest at times but did his job and made sure mm-hmm. the opposition knew they were in a game and at the end of the day came out with more points than, than they lost he does talk a good game I will yeah. absolutely say yeah, that no, absolutely. I mean I listen to him and he makes a lot of sense and I think that he's got a very honest assessment about post-match of games um, it's, it's also clever because his statement's paving the way I mean United fans aren't going to turn up and be surprised by a drab 1-0 victory that's a battle because yeah. he's, he's saying this is what's coming boys but you want to be in the Premier League yeah and in fact, the point we made about supporters, going back to that, they did turn up in their numbers mm, towards oh, the end yeah. of last season. And they did turn oh, up. again. But they did turn up for games knowing that the game might not be entertaining. But as long as they yeah. won the game, then yeah. they would go over the line. And obviously, they fell short at the end. But they, there was obviously that period where they won the three games and they fought and they scrapped and they got late winners and stuff like that. The fans backed them right to the end. So um, fair play to the supporters. You cannot argue. They bought a massive amount of season tickets in the early bird uh, session. I think they, they surpassed the numbers from last year already. I don't know if those numbers have dipped since they've obviously been relegated, but they're still going to have a considerable yeah. backing next season. So that in itself can can be another advantage. And I mean, while we're talking about grafting and effort and painting a very grey picture on a windy day at Arbroath, Stephen Fletcher's up for the fight. Mm-hmm. Tony Watt's coming back. Mm-hmm. I'm just pleased I didn't see Darren Fletcher. Yeah, I usually yeah. do. No, but I mean that's that's actually that's an unbelievable. The thought of that as your strike force in the championship is quite incredible, isn't it? That's quality. If they're both firing in all cylinders, yeah. and I think I think to Stephen Fletcher's <laughs> credit. I think that if you're looking around that entire squad and you're thinking that did anybody chuck in until I'm not suggesting anybody chucked in until but nobody at all could level that at Stephen Fletcher. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean he was he was basically running on empty towards the end of the end of the season, making himself strapping himself up and making himself fit and available in games when he really wasn't fit for. Um, he's always talked very positively in the media, so I think he's a great leader. I mean, he was given the captain's armband towards the end of last season. It's whether or not we get the Tony Watt back that's yeah. capable of scoring the goals that you talk about that strike partnership. If we do, if we get the Tony Watt that was firing all cylinders at Motherwell before he made his move to, to Dundee United, then it could be an awesome threat in that in that division. I mean, he is back. He's back at his rehab. He's 
he's uh, doing his vlog. I don't know if anybody's seen his vlog, but that's a wee plug for his vlog that he's he's been doing. Um, he's what? What's a vlog? Oh, uh, he's got he's walking about with some uh, fancy GoPro, and I think he's actually got somebody editing it for him. And uh, you get to see all different. I should say we've got we've got Megan here producing the show today. Oh. She's she's smiling. She seems to know what a vlog is. You so <laughs> bear now. I'll go for a cup of tea. You can discuss. You can explain it. Yeah. What yeah. is a vlog? Well, it's just a video uh, blog, isn't it? So he essentially, he's walking about with a video camera and he's talking through what's happening in his day. Now, to be honest with you, from what I've seen of his vlogs, all I've seen so far is the type of coffee that he drinks, and I don't even drink coffee. And he's giving you reviews of different uh, places in St Andrews. Um, I saw the pasta that he ate for his his day with uh, around at his house. Um, I did see him in the gym uh, doing exercise. Um, I actually did a vlog. I think he went to a, a game in Italy as well, so he did a vlog for there. He was in Napoli. Um, so yeah, we've, we've seen we've seen the we've seen the almost the worst and all of Tony Watt on his on his own individual vlog. But let's see him on the pitch now. Let's see let's see what the cameras follow him on the pitch doing next season. Yeah. Bear to move back into the real world of actual <laughs> physical people. I mean people go out on loan and come back and do well, but he was a big sign he was a almost a marquee signing. Mm-hmm. Marquee well, signings. Yeah. I'm thinking <laughs> thinking of Romelu Lukaku. Diff- slightly different level but I still don't think he's got a future at Chelsea. <laughs> Historically, when you make a big sign and it doesn't work out, even if you loan the player, they don't often come back and get it right the second time, do they? No, that's that's right. Um, I'm still unsure if Tony Watt is going to be in Tangerine next season, Tom. I mm. mean, I, I've not. I mean, I've not got any uh, knowledge of him going anywhere else, Ewan, But I'm still unsure that he will be running out for Dundee United next season. But if he is. You know, uh, him and Fletcher up top of their own. Uh, you know what what a partnership that that would be. Although not, they don't really play as often as they do, but they, to have those yeah. two, the experience they have got. I think you know, looking at Tony Watt when he came to Tandis, he was on a purple patch, it absolute purple patch at Motherwell. Tony Watt, if you look at his career, he hasn't. He's been a top top player, but not a prolific scorer. You know, of of goals. But at that point at Motherwell, he was he scoring was. every single week, and I think. Unfortunately for him, a lot of fans thought he was coming to Tannis to replace Lawrence Shankland and get the amount of goals that Lawrence Shankland got, and it was just never, no, never going to happen. Tony Watt's a different type type of player, mm-hmm. um, and there has been issues. That he, you know, he has had injury pro- problems as well. But yeah, I mean, those two would strike fear in the heart of any defence in, in that league. You know, so yeah, let's hope that, that Tony Watt can get himself fit. Um, but I still think there's a lot, lot to go in that story. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I, I don't think he'll be. There's a very real chance he won't be tangled yeah. next season yeah. as well. No, we're sitting here talking. But I think one of the things that potentially is holding it up is the fact he's not fit yeah. at the moment. Yeah, you know, yeah. if he was fully fit and 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 through rehab, I don't know. Maybe St. Man would have kept him, or mm. maybe or maybe there would have been other options for well, him. Tony Watt is a sort of boy that is quite prepared to go to the continent. I mean, we've seen that before. Well, that's, yeah. a, that's a thing. I think. He, I mean, I've got nothing bad to say about no. Tony Watt, but. If you look at his career, for me, he's a boy who have, he's happy to move, and if it doesn't work out, he's happy to move again. Mm-hmm. And this would be a sort of change in his sort of career path that it hadn't worked out at United. Mm-hmm. Different personnel, obviously. Jim yeah. Goodwin wasn't mm-hmm. involved at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. I just think I think he's a boy who's always just been happy to move on and and, and start somewhere else if it hasn't worked out. So it, I find it quite an intriguing one, and I do tend to agree with you. I think if he'd been hundred percent fit at the end of the season, he might have stayed at St. Man. He's got that relationship with Stephen Robinson anyway, mm-hmm. so uh, it might be 
Again, it's another problem for Jim Goodwin, though, isn't it? If, if Tony Watt gets fit, say, by the, the at some point in the, the League Cup, as I call it, group games, start, it's maybe on the bench <coughs> early August, suddenly there's interest in him towards the end of the transfer window. But will Jim Goodwin have the, the budget to say, well, I'm, I'm signing another striker? Just in case he's he's away by the end no, of August. Yeah, but yeah. if Tony Watt's going can, to go, can it could Jim, well be after a Can Jim Goodwin kit. preempt that? That's Aye. that's a big yeah. thing, Tom, isn't it? That was the problem they had when uh, in the last transfer window. I mean, oh, clearly, I'm, I, I don't don't know the intricate details of Tony Watt's contract with Dun United, but I do know that he's probably reasonably well paid in terms of the in terms of the salary list of the players there. So the problem in the transfer window was that. Dundee United, it was clear that Tony Watt was leaving and they couldn't find a method to, to move Tony Watt on that would be a permanent move that would then free up the money in time for them to sign a player in the chance. So they were they were caught in a bit. I did have a little bit of sympathy for them. There was to and thrown over that situation yeah. with Tony Watt right to the last minute. Um, they don't want to find themselves in that situation again where, where those wages have been freed up and albeit they're not going to be able to pay a transfer fee mm -hmm. probably for a striker, but they might be able to pay a portion of those wages yeah. and replace them with a striker of those. So, but and I don't know if they'll be Jim Goodwin will know, I was going to say identified, but he'll just know guys he would like. But how do you go to them in June and say, I'd like to sign you, but you might have to wait till mid August? It's difficult, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think Jim Goodwin's got to go with you know what he's got. If he can get these guys in, they will be in the door straight away, Tom. And uh, you know, it may, be, it may be the case that the amount of signings he can make is limited, but he'll have enough in the locker to go and put a team on in the park regardless of what Tony what eventually decides mm -hmm. to do and you know if he decides to move mm -hmm. on now if he moves on right at the end of the transfer window he may have something else up his sleeve and go right we can do this but as we've, as we've already sort of spoken about you know Tony Watt's wages getting freed up at Tardis would be um, good for the club in terms of it would allow them to go and get maybe one or two players in the championship you would think that could, could help the squad going forward but yeah there's a lot of ifs and buts at the moment I think it's Alan Temples who we pointed out in previous podcasts uh, um, from from meetings. You mean award-winning Alan? Yeah. Oh yes, award-winning. Yeah. To, to be, be fair play to him, actually, absolutely, fully deserved. Well, that's part of his title now. Yeah, yeah award-winning. Yeah, I bow, I'll bow to him uh, next time I see him. To be honest <laughs> with you, uh, but, you should. Yeah, but I mean, I think he's probably pointed out that in meetings with supporters, Mark Ogden had had alluded to the fact that uh, the playing squad was going to be trimmed. By I think about ten players were going to be knocked mm. off the entire playing squad, which comprises the young players, B team, all those. So, so it's not going to be a simple case of all these players that have not uh, had their contracts renewed. Big players, you know, like like Ian Harks, you know, Liam Smith, players like players like that, Ryan Edwards. It's not going to be a simple case that these these numbers will all be replaced. Mm. Um, so, but I do think Dundee United would still be looking to sign four, five, six players to freshen that squad up. Um, Definitely. I, I don't doubt they've probably already tried to sign players and they've not yet been successful in signing those players. As I said last week, I think the thing about you, the players United want to sign, they have to see it as a step up for them. And that could mean looking at the leagues in Ireland. It could even mean looking at the championship. Who's in the championship could do a job for you? I don't think that's a bad thing, Tom. No, there might be some no. players in League One no. that, that might be able to come and do a job. And, but they, they will sign because they see it as a move in the right direction yeah. in their career. Um, Look, the, I, I said, the difficulty is trying to bring people in from the other way that mm -hmm. see this am I willing to step down for 12 months in the knowledge that 
if you need to do get back up, the rewards will be there. I'm sure that would be built into contracts, and the club could, you'd like to think we'd go into better things. But that's 12 months down the line, time, you know. So I always thought the model of the Highland clubs, Ross County and Inverness, was great. That when they first got up to the Premier League, they were basically signing guys on the basis of this is your best chance of being a Premier mm. League player is get promotion because we'll we'll stick with you, and it worked. And I think there are players there. I mean, there, there are good. I don't quite buy into the quality of the championship that other broadcasters and co colleagues and former colleagues do, but there are good players there, mm. and there are players oh, yeah. worth signing. I mean, one player that shines like a beacon's depot, I can knew but I don't think Dunyanity can afford him, to be honest, to be perfectly frank. But he would come in and score 20, 25 goals guaranteed for a Dundee United side next season and probably would be the Lauren Shankland that helped Dundee United get up mm -hmm. to the up from the championship before. But they can't, I don't think they can afford a player like that. So they are probably going to have he's to... he's still under contract there? Has he got another contract? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And I think I, I, I'm led to believe that an arrangement was potentially made between him and an acceptance that he would likely move on in the summer, but he had to stay to the summer to try and move on. And probably you're probably looking at quite a you're probably looking at quarter million pounds minimum for him, you know. So you're still looking at, yeah, you're a, looking lot, at a, fee. a lot of money. He's more yeah. than likely to go down south, I would think. But he would be he would be the type of player I would say that would slot right into a Dun United side, guaranteed to score 20, 25 goals a season. And that's what they're looking at. Um, they've got the grafter in Stephen Fletcher, the linker, the intelligent player, mm. fantastic leadership from Stephen Fletcher, but he's not the 20, 25 no. goals that's, a season goal that's scorer. That's the big fear for Dun United. And Akinyemi was outstanding for year United before Christmas. He, he carried him at the top of the table with some of, the, some of his play. And, and the real fear was he would be able to continue that. Now, unfortunately for United, he wasn't. No, he wasn't, and they didn't have anything mm -hmm. in reserve to, to, to replace his goals when, when it's, they dried up a bit towards the end of the season. Um, but that's a worry for Dundee United. If one of these clubs suddenly finds a striking or a strike partnership, they start, you know, working really well together yeah. and banging in goals every week, then yeah. you've got an issue because that, that, that gives you a real a problem. Simon Murray? Yes. Look at the I mean, yeah. he was yeah. Letting him go was probably the biggest mistake yeah. Queen's Park made in January. Yeah. You're right. That's the, that's the bottom line in the Championship. If you've got a, an all-firing strike partnership, yeah. then you're going to be in the top two. Um, if, you've got, if you've got a strike partnership that can amass almost 40 goals between them, then you're guaranteed to be in the top two yeah. of that division. Um, and the leagues historically that, that normally go up from the division normally have those type yeah. of strikers. Yeah. I mean, you're right about, about Simon Murray. I mean, I, I always felt last season that Dundee would eventually do it. Never thought we'd go right, right to the wire the way it did, but you always felt we were going to do it. But the only one time we started having doubt was just after the Christmas period when Queen's Park started winning game after game after game. It never mm -hmm. looked like slipping up. And then... Simon Murray went up to Ross County and it started drying up, you know, yeah. they, they started drawing games which opens the door and big style for yeah, yeah, and it opened the door for Dundee but yeah, that, that was that was the only worrying period I thought because if they keep going and they're on top it's going to be difficult to catch. Mm. Before we move across the road, Bear, we'll have to go to the other end of the park. Carlo Johan Eriksson's gone to the Danish Superliga with a club that's got lots of consonants yeah, can't together even, in the middle. Can't even spell I'm not, I'm not, it's Nordisland or something like ah, that. That's like a good attempt, I think. What are those for? Why are all these consonants together yeah. in the middle of a word? Ah, They've got a different Just to confuse us. us. Yeah. But would you I mean we highlighted last week that Newman signed another deal encouraging young talent? You'd still want another goalkeeper there, wouldn't you? I think so. I mean I Again, I mean, 
I don't know what the contract situation is with, with Birgitti. Um, I think he's got another year. I wouldn't be surprised if, if he's not in Tangerine to start the next season either. Like, I mean, I, I've got a, I've got a sneaking feeling that, that Jim Goodman will bring someone else, someone else in there. I, I Old mean, football policy. It's a lot easier. This goes for any country. Yeah. It's a, it tends to be a lot easier to get rid of a foreign player you don't want yeah. because they're sitting thousands of miles away from home. Well, I think for Mar if Mark Birgitte can get can, can get a contract um, elsewhere, which is comparable, and you might you might get pretty close to it. I think it'd be a good move for him as well because his time at United, unfortunately, has been blighted, yeah. Yeah. and and there's been several managers giving him a chance, and you know he really hasn't he hasn't grabbed it with both hands. I think away with that. Um, Sometimes he hasn't even punched it. One no, hand. no, I know. Um, so it's a hard place for him to come into the championship, and you know if, if he does start slipping up again you know where where do you go with that you, you know i mean but we saw towards the end of the season jim goodwin took him out and such a big time for dungeon united at that stage of the season to throw in a, a young lad a, a relegation battle but ultimately that's what that's what uh, liam fox i think did he brought ericsson back in because yeah. he just couldn't mm -hmm. keep Birgit in the goal because he was he was he was losing soft goals every week so yeah, well, was it, whatever, you, whatever happens, he needs another, I think he needs another experienced keeper. In to there. bring Newman into the team for the last couple oh, of games, God. was it too big a statement by Jim Goodwin yeah. to go back to Birigiti now? Yeah, I think that was a clear statement, wasn't it? It was a clear statement about Birigiti that, that he'd potentially decided that Birigiti was unlikely to be part of his yeah. plans going forward. Um, I do have a little bit of sympathy for Birigiti for the point of view that if he does start in goals next season, that he's already going to be one of these players that unfortunately is going to be targeted by the supporters mm. anytime he makes any form of mistake. Do United um, need that? Do United need, expe as experienced as he is and as unfair in some ways as it might be, you're right, it would be a fact. If he was playing, the spotlight would be on him. Yeah. Do United need that added pressure? No, it does happen with supporters. I mean, supporters will yeah. go in preconceived and you see that you'll sit around them at, uh, when you're at Dundee games. Uh, you're, you're looking at a player and they, they've already decided before the players even started the game that he's gonna, he's he's terrible, yeah. shouldn't be playing. And so, the minute the way he lets the ball slip under his foot, then they're on at him and saying, get him off, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, unfortunately, even when I, I, I went to a couple of Dundee rated uh, games towards the end of last season and sat with the supporters and I know that they were there was pressure put on on mm -hmm. the likes of, I know there was pressure put on Charlie Mulgrew for instance as well where I was sitting there was an awful lot of pressure put on him anything that he did wrong was was instantly yeah, leapt upon yeah. yeah so so from that perspective is does Mark Berigetti want to play with that level of pressure it would take a really strong character to come in there bounce back produce the sort of performances the saves um that are required for him to, to change everybody's perception he had, about him. He had spells in the season where yeah. he performed really, really Absolutely. well. But unfortunately, that you know that was undermined by, you know, once every six or seven weeks he would, you know, make an error. That, that, that just erodes confidence, one, in the fans, and two, with your teammates. Although, what I will say in Mark Birgitte's defence, you know, the, the guys that were playing in front of him didn't really... No. Give him any sort of support, I would suggest, going forward. That sounds a bit like an ex-goalkeeper oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, ex yeah. in fairness to him. Blame, the blame anybody. <laughs> don't don't blame me. Anyway, time to move on. Do you like a true crime podcast, Bear? I do, especially if it's local. What if I told you about a podcast that tells the story of a massive cocaine smuggling operation involving a man from Blair Gowdy who did a deal with the Cali cartel to import £100 million of uncut cocaine to Scotland. I'm listening. Hunting Mr X is DC Thompson's first true crime podcast that reveals the unbelievable story behind Julian Chisholm, who also became known as Mr X, 
It's got a prison break, an assassination plot, undercover surveillance, the lot. Where can I listen to this? Hunting Mr. X is available on all your major podcasting platforms from Spotify to Apple. Subscribe now. Right, Bear, we got through that first half. I think it was only two mentions at Arbroath from yeah, you. So I suppose we're, 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 we're going well. We'll be able to squeeze more in here. <laughs> and and now we're in a different league because we're talking about Dundee, Ewan. Ah, they used to be in Arbroath's league, though. <laughs> <laughs> quite recently and quite frequently. But the re-signings roll on, Bear. Yeah, and, and, and good news. Um, obviously, Jordan McGee uh, putting pen to paper, which uh, I think Jordan McGee is, is a, a Premier standard player yeah. I think the good thing about John McKee is his versatility I think that's the thing he can play at centre back he can play at full back he can go and do a home role in midfield he's got goals in him as well mm-hmm. um, he, he's, a, he's a hardy type character he knows when to put in a challenge which is what Dunier are going to need yeah. in the Premier League so yeah it's a no brainer it was unlucky for him that he got injured towards the end of the season he was a bit of a, uh-huh. bit of a miss um, so I'm glad he's signed delighted for, for Max and, and, and Finn Robertson and there was uh, speaking of the fellow Dundee supporters there was a lot of them unsure whether they would get new contracts, Max and Finn, because Max has gone off the no off the boil, but he just didn't feature as much as he as he had done. I mean, Max has played a lot of games for Dundee at top yeah. team level, even in the Premier League mm-hmm. the season before when he was up there. But unfortunately for him and Finn, has been blighted by injury as well through uh-huh. his career. So you were wondering whether they were actually going to get deals, but I'm I'm thrilled to bits that they have because what I would say to supporters would would you have sort of said. Uh, going back 12 months would you have give, given Lyle Cameron a two year deal not really because at this point in no. time Lyle Cameron hadn't produced it was only towards Christmas time and, and then latterly that he actually you know came really in, in, in himself and you know took, took his level really up a notch um, Josh Mulligan's obviously signed as well so that, those mm-hmm. were the two the two main ones but to get uh, Max Anderson Finn Robertson and also remember Harry Sharps here mm-hmm. I'd like mm-hmm. to think that uh, the young defender that was at Dunfermline. Um, oh, Sam Fisher. Sam Fisher. I'd like to think of Sam will get a deal as, as well because they're pulled. said before, yeah. folk, I, I know people through Dunfermline, they were gutted when he went. Yeah, yeah they were. They, they think he's I think, top quality. What I think is, don't you put a lot of time and effort into these players to develop them? And some are at different stages for one reason or another. I think it's a no-brainer giving, giving these guys another deal because in 12 months' time, you could have somebody you could... Either he's done a job for you in the league and you've found a player that's of that standard or even better, he's a player that other clubs want and you can actually, for, for once, yeah. Dundee can actually start moving players on for money. Tom, many times in the past they've done these sold players for any sort of money whatsoever coming through the academy. Yeah. Not very many. We've seen uh, it over the road happen. Mm-hmm. But we've not seen it so much at Dens Park. So, no, it's good. They know the club. I think, I think they're happy to be there. What I would say for the two of them, uh, uh, Max and, and Finn, it was the most competitive area of the park last yeah, season in midfield, and it's going to be the same again. Challenge. So it's up to them. It's up to them to take it on. Yeah, I think you and I think in Max Anderson's case, mm-hmm. young players have a dip, and he's yeah. well within what's acceptable in terms of you know the time scale of the dip. Finn Robertson's problems have gone on a bit, a bit longer, but I he's one that Tony Doherty will have seen him as a youth player. And he's the kind of player, whether or not it works out for him, mm-hmm. that managers come in and say, I, I saw you when you were 16, I'll give you a deal. I'll give you two years mm-hmm. to get back to that because he was a talent. I, I mean, he is a talent. Well, Jim, James uh, McPake brought him in for that derby. Yeah. He was going to 16-year-old in the derby and he was outstanding. He, was, he just didn't give the ball away. 
Um, but there, there has been sort of issues. I think he's gone on loan, and for one reason or another, he hasn't really set the heather on fire uh -huh. on loan, which doesn't really help his cause. I think uh, his size as well, although you look at him, he has fallen out. And, mm -hmm. and as George always rightly points out, he's not frightened to put in a challenge, no. Finn Robertson. But he is, yeah, it's a big season for him, Tom. There's, there, there's no doubt about it. But uh, at the end of the day, if he's, if, he's, if he's going to get a contract after Dundee, he has to go and do something at Dundee to, to earn that contract. So, um, yeah, I've still got a lot of hope for, uh, for Finn Robertson. Yeah, and Matt, I think Max Anderson mm -hmm. as well. Like, oh, yeah. What we've yeah. been speaking about, mm -hmm. the type of player over the road. Yeah. Dundee, mm -hmm. Dundee are back. Dundee are in a battle to re-establish themselves in the Premier League, even if it's coming off the bench when it's nil-nil in Paisley with 20 minutes to go. You would never be worried about sending Max oh, Anderson no. on and saying, son, this is a battle. Just get get stuck in there because he gives everything. I think Max Anderson's biggest problem, and I just, I mean, I, I don't know the lad at all, but his biggest problem seems to be he lacks a bit of self-confidence. I think if he had a wee mm -hmm. bit more yeah. you know, belief in himself because he's a bloody good player. You know, I, he, and he gets he, he's capable of scoring goals as well, but he seems to lack it at times, and he could be one that is affected by the crowd as well. Do you think well, he maybe yeah. looks at someone like, like Sir Robertson, likes a Cameron, and looks at yeah. the more naturally gifted players? Yeah. But there's a there's a lot of players had careers right to the very highest level oh, yeah. by knowing what they can do. If if he sticks to what he can do, yeah. he's a, he's a very good standard yeah. Premier League midfielder yeah. in the making. I mean, I don't know how many games he must be pushing up towards. No, he's played a lot. Hundred games for Dundee. It might, might not be quite as scores, much as that. As I say, in the Premier League, well. yeah, yeah, he, he's got that in his locker too. So, yeah, it's a, it's a big season for 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 Max because um, it's hard to see his form dip, but he just couldn't get a foothold in that team last season. Mm -hmm. really I, I was going to ask what happened to him because I remember I remember seeing him uh, the season yeah. before and and thinking he's a real impressive player. Yeah. yeah, I think he he did have an injury as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but. Because I obviously, Lyle Cameron emerged from, from, from my perspective, not from your perspective, from um, relatively nowhere uh, yeah. to come into that side last season and really stole all this. And, and I mean, he walked away with the, from the club's player of the year awards with almost every trophy going, didn't he? You know, every so, single one. Yeah. First time in the history of the club. Yeah. So, I mean, he emerged from nowhere. And I actually, at that point, I actually thought, I mean, I know they're not exactly the same type of player, but... No. I did think, God, what's happened to Max Anderson? Because he was the one that I had my eye on, thinking he's a player that looks like he can, he can really do yeah. it. You've also got to say, I mean, if Lyle Cameron goes into that Premier League and starts scoring goals the way he's been scoring, there's a good chance Dundee yes, will sell him. There's a good chance Dundee will sell him. January will come far too quickly. No, at yeah. this point, Dundee fans. But then that will, might open the Aye. door for the likes of Max or Finn. You know, to it's play. a fantastic piece of business to get Lyle Cameron under <coughs> a contract because yep. I think, and 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 fair play to Dundee, they did time it so that was the first announcement of a yeah. new contract. So, I um, mean, that's a statement uh, made there, right there. We're keeping on paper our best player. He's staying at the club. Yeah. Um, and I think that's fantastic. I mean, that probably set the tone. I think... I'm not a Dundee supporter, but looking at it from afar, I think that what they've done so far has been relatively impressive. You know, I mean, I, st I know there's still a lot of work to do in the transfer market, but I think that they've made solid signings. I think that um, all of them that have come in yeah. look to be on paper, to be of the level of the quality um, that you would hope will, yeah, will keep Dundee, Dundee in it or, like, or give them a chance to stay like in the division. Joe Shaughnessy, I mean, I think he is, again, another a Premier League standard yes. player. And if you've got... The more of him you can get in your team, uh -huh. the more chance you've got us being in that league again next season when, when it comes around to me. Eh? They've also got uh, Tyler French to come back, who I thought was outstanding last season, yeah. broke his leg against it. Man, up to that point, that was in January, up to that point, it was a case he was Dundee's best player. Mm -hmm. uh, he could have been in the run. That, and that shows you how things can change very yeah. quick because Leo Cameron then came on the scene round about that time eh? and, and, and took it on from there. But up to that point, he'd been, he'd been excellent. And the one thing that 
that, that French has got that you love to see in defenders. He is really quick. He's probably yeah. one of the fastest defenders at Dens, if not the fastest. And if you've got that in your locker, like I always remember when they had Jack Henry at Dens, and the fans used to get on his case because Jack Henry always. I think Jack Henry's a fantastic player. He's going on to be a, be a fantastic player. He's a football player. Always thought, for me, he, he thinks he's better than he actually is at times. Yes. But that's that's a great thing to have, mm. a great belief in yourself. We're talking about Max Anderson. But the great thing about Jack Henry was when he got into bother, he had the pace to get himself out of bother. Yeah. If he lost the ball, he was very quickly back in behind again. You know? I can go, go to another but, level. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm sure coaches have spoken to him about it down the years. But the, the boy Kyle Walker, Sometimes oh, yeah. where he stands as a fullback, you're like, why are you standing there? And then the ball goes past him, and before the yeah. before the strikers had two touches, he's he's got it because he's so mm -hmm. quick. If yeah, you've got yeah, covers yeah. up a multitude, yeah, look at look at Van Dyke, Van Dyke, yeah. Van Dyke, Van Dyke, Van Dyke. When he first broke in the scene at Celtic, made all these mistakes, and people saying, thinking, oh, he's not got it, but. It, it very quickly became apparent he's got an abundance and, and okay he fancies himself as a player but he's got the pace to get yeah, back and so. rectify a mistake um, and he's clearly one of the best defenders in the world isn't yeah. he so yeah having pace is, is, a, is a fabulous asset I mean Kill Walker you're right I mean he makes some of the quickest wingers in, in that Premier League yeah. look as though they're car horses because they're going nowhere and he's he makes up 10 yards over you know so quickly and he's back again and in behind that's, that's a, yeah. that's something Late. to have sorry and uh, Again. No. Move it. Have you spilt your drink? Or no, no, it's just my, my phone. I'm, I'm aware that my phone's supposed to be on silent, but it seems to be getting a, a, a whole multitude of messages coming through. That's a fine. Having... That's a fine. One week's wages. Yeah. Wages. So, what are wages? Wages. Remember wages. We used to get those bare. That was a long time ago. But talking of, talking of things we've forgotten, yeah. Sack Rodden. Sack Rodden, you're right. I completely, <laughs> I, forgot. I completely forgot about him. But he, but he's back and it seems he's, he'll get a chance. Well, he's, he's got to get a chance, I think. I mean, at this point in time, we've... It's had a good rest at St. John's. Well, yeah, it? we've not really got anybody up, up top, but, you know, who's... I think I think that's the next big thing for Tony Dock. Who's he going to bring in in the forward areas that is going to make a difference? I mean, I like to think it's Zach Run, but I don't... I mean, well, Zach Run, I hope he comes back and I hope he makes an impact. We need somebody with a bit of weight up there. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, if I'm, if I'm looking around, I can yeah me. Could he main. go to Dundee? I no, I don't know. I mean, I, I, well, I mean, I, I mean, again, I, I'd rather rather sort of I, I put his name in there, but that sort of type of player, mm -hmm. you know, and it's up to Tony Doherty to try and find one of them. It's very difficult. Curtis means available, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, it doesn't have to be you know a, a prolific scorer, but somebody Dundee are going to be on the back <coughs> foot. Dundee are going to be on the back foot for the majority of next season, certainly in away games. So you need somebody who's going to get them up the park, hold the ball, hold off centre halves, win free kicks. And buy themselves a bit of time because if you don't, you're under constant pressure and you end up losing games. That's that, that's a fact. So yeah, that's that's an area of the team that we'll they certainly need to strengthen. Zach Rudden got a lot to prove. Tom, I think he's yeah. you know he's, he's still a young man, and I, I think he does have goals in him. He, he, he scored a couple of terrific goals for Dundee, but the ball doesn't stick at this point in time. Yeah. Never saw it, and, and we're going to you're going to need that. Um, but here he is still. I'd like to point out he's still he's 20 or 21, maybe 22. Still got a bit to go. Um, so, you know, he's on contract at the end of next season and I think maybe even the season beyond, is it? Mm. When, did he come? when did he come? He, he come at Christmas. He was there from the start last season, was he? That oh. was the season before. Anyway. Um, yeah, so 
I think I think there's a chance for Zach Grodden, but he needs to up his level. It's another one of these ones. You can see why a new manager would say, "Well, I want to have a look at him." Yeah, especially yeah. when he's yeah. on, he's under contract, so mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's not as if he has to think that I have to different spend ideas, some of my different ideas, different ideas. Yeah, players you, emerge emerge that you've forgotten all about, and then they come in, and that new manager decides he's why is he not playing in the team and gets some in, and then suddenly you see a different type of player. So, and he's got. I mean, he did. As you see, he's got goals in him. Yeah. He's a big lad. He's, he's quick enough, you know. But he has to he has to bring more to the table for for Dundee if he's want to be in that team next season. But uh, Tony Dock's absolutely right to sort of say, yeah, you're going to get your chance because you've got to do that at this point in time. Um, but if Zach wants to wants to sort of be in that team, he's got to take that chance. Yeah. How many more new arrivals as opposed to the re-signings, which are all yeah. really encouraging and upbeat? But it, it, yeah. if you break it down, there's there's only what three no. new signings or something so that's far. right that's right it has good, to be more to come it's it? good work getting those signings mm. especially like Mulligan and Cameron on board uh, I've got to say Cameron's untried at Premier League level so mm -hmm. let's we need to give him give him a chance um, but yeah this is going to be the mark of Tony Tony Doherty going forward because regardless of how well Dundee did last season in, in that championship a lot of these guys played the season before in the Premiership and it just wasn't wasn't good enough, Tom. You know, so they need to. I'm not saying the guys have got you jettison them all, but what you need to sort of enhance your squad with better players and boys that are going to get you over line. We spoke about it at Tannis. The guys who are going to dig in and say, right, you know what, we're only getting a point today. But let's make sure we get a point. Let's make sure we don't mm -hmm. sort of collapse in the last ten minutes and lose a goal. Um, so yeah, this is going to be interesting. I'm sure Tony Doherty is 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 working on it uh, as we speak. Um, but like everything else, uh, and I'm sure Dundee, uh, I've, I've got a bit of money to spend, but players being players, you know, they, they, they put themselves in the market and they may have to wait. They may have to wait a bit. I hope, I, I think Tony Doherty will be the same as Jim Goodwin. He's not going to wait to the last day of the transfer window no. to bring someone in. He'll want his business done towards the end of next month, certainly as the Viaplay Cup matches begin so that he can get his squad started. Now, whether that means moving in for somebody else because the, the target you've got has, 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 you know, stalled on what he's wanting. And that's, that's I'm sure that's what the way Dundee will be working. I'll be, look, this is an offer for you. We've got to have an answer, an answer by set date. And uh, we've not got it. We'll, we'll move on. And they're heading off to Ireland for a pre-season trip. He'll want the vast majority squad yeah. together by then because that's a great sort of bonding experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's like a that's sort of like a vlog, but actually in person. <laughs> you get people in the same room and yeah, they should they talk speak to, each to each other, other as yeah. opposed to a camera on yes. their own and tell people what they're doing during their day. But as these things, especially when new manager, new players, these these trips can be very very. Sometimes I think the preseason trips are a waste of time. You can do it if you've got your own training facilities. But when it's a new manager and yeah. new signings, it's probably I don't, good I don't to get think them away. A, I don't think it ever is a waste of time. Maybe, maybe that's the journalist in me that, you, that used to go on these pieces and trips and thought, well, this is a nice, <laughs> wee, a nice wee jolly for me for a week or so. But it's, no, a, it's a waste of money in Dublin, I can tell you. It, that. Oh, that's definitely. But no, I don't, I don't know if it is a waste of time in all seriousness. Uh -huh. I think that... I think the teams that probably don't go away and don't have that bonding, as you were talking about, then they can run into problems down the line because the team hasn't gelled properly. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a real opportunity for players to get and to know each players other. Players expect it. Players are disappointed. They moan about being bored when they're away. They do. Season. But if they then don't go on a trip, United have done it a couple of times that they've spent, because they've got excellent pitches and had good games around the country, stayed at St Andrews, and the players were disappointed. 
Yeah, there is that. There is that aspect. Yeah, I mean, and and I suppose. Uh, Journalists are disappointed as well, aren't they? Because uh, I'm quite, I'm quite sure Alan Temple's not looking forward to a word win, and Alan Temple's not looking forward to maybe spending his summer in St Andrews when, when, uh, when George, George when George Cran's, George Cran's jetting off to lying to, somewhere in Temple Bar at two o'clock <laughs> yeah, in the morning, looking at his a, empty wallet, paying yeah. a Guinness in one hand and his laptop in the other hand. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, probably a ten euro pint of Guinness at that. But yeah, no, and all seriousness, I think probably that is an attraction for players as well because it's almost players like to. Feel feel as though the club um, is spending money on them, that it's looking after them, that it's thinking about them, yeah. you know. Um, although I did, I mean, I'm not going to go into depth, but I do remember covering Party Fistle in Blackpool before, so <laughs> there, are, there are levels. I was I was in Blackpool and so yeah, that's not a pre-season trip, a that's a holiday. Well, it was, it was, but was, I, think, I think one of my colleagues was actually in Dubai at the same time covering Celtic, <laughs> so... <laughs> But uh, but but I don't know if that does send a signal out. Um, I mean, if the party players themselves thought that, or if whether when they're actually there, they think well, we're together and we're having fun and we're getting to know each other. Yeah. But I do think genuinely going back to my original point, I think getting them together, building that team bonding. I think in any workplace, you have to get together at, at time together and get to to know each other away from work. Um, and then you maybe just give that extra couple of percent um, I invited you who's last Saturday and you never came I knew that was coming when I said that <laughs> that bon- I mean, you know what I, do, I had to buy a vegetarian <laughs> meal for him I know I my know. wife said it was very nice by I the know, way I know I know I t- Tony Doherty knows Scottish football inside out that's why it's such a good appointment for Dundee he knows the players yeah so there being nothing really new for him in terms of you know the guys you'd be well aware of everybody that's there but sometimes when you're away you, you, you get to know players a bit more, you know, you find out who's teaming up with who, who's who's willing to do this, who's going to stick their head above the parapet and you get a better idea sort of who, you're, who you can call on certain sort of I was going to say, it's that like the side, I never look at it because I never got on my management, never liked them, never rated management, <laughs> especially when Bear was exactly. one of them, but um, for a manager it's good, it's good to be seeing not just players that you you know of and know a bit, but you're seeing them in training. You're seeing them about the whole thing. The ones that are likely to sneak out, the ones that, yeah, the ones that eat properly at breakfast and stuff like that. It's it's probably a good it's a good thing for a new manager, isn't it? Yeah, it's as much as much as it is on the training ground. I mean, Dundee are only over there for as a week. They're going for possibly in a couple a couple of games, so I'll be over and done with pretty quickly. But you you see more more than that, Tom. You see, as as I've said, who's teaming up with who at, at sort of at the breakfast table? You know who's mm-hmm. You know, is everybody there on time? You know, because it will be. Yeah. You know, that's one thing. Discipline will be. I'll be. Tony Dot will be big on discipline. Everybody keeps himself right on the training ground, but also off the training ground as well. When it, when it, when it comes to meal times and things like that. And as 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 you right, the biggest thing is is the bonding aspect of it all. Because there will be one or two new faces, probably six or seven new faces by yeah. the time they get to Dublin. So. Um, yeah, because because they've got to, they've got to be ready for obviously the Via Play Cup games coming up at the end. of next month they need that they need that and it sounds ridiculous because they're obviously going there as professionals and then athletes to train and to and to get games and, and to get minutes into their legs but they also need a night out genuinely they, genuinely yeah. they do need a night out i mean i i mean maybe it's just me and i'm going to mention a broth now but i did do a story with michael mckenna um um a few months ago and he was talking about the fact that when a broth 
um, just missed out on going up to the Premiership and then they lost the playoff game. As soon as the playoff game finished, the players never got together for a night out and he thinks that that impacted on their season. Right. He thinks yeah. that genuinely, he said there was no time for us to go out to, to just get it out of our system, to get yeah. together, to talk it over. <laughs> he said we just went, we just came straight back and played football. So I think footballers do genuinely, as long as they're behaving themselves, they do genuinely need that night out and that 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 moment where they can all go back and then they, they create memories and they have a laugh about and get to know each other. So, Remember the good old days, Bear, where you used to turn up for your work and if anyone said, why am I doing this? That you just said, because you're getting paid. Yeah. That's for the enough. Money. That's We're enough. only here for the money. <clears throat> Not like nowadays, of course, Dan. <clears throat> but it's the nanny state. No, I mean... It's, 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 of closure it's, and... Oh. <laughs> I'd be great for Dundee just 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 to get away and uh, you know Tony Dock can get all all the players together and um, get them sorted out for the for the the bigger joys ahead. Though. Right, and uh, to get back to serious football matters, one thing <coughs> I know that uh, they playing Fleetwood over there. I got confused when I saw they're playing there uh, Fleetwood. But one thing about going to Ireland, you play. Irish teams and friendlies there in mid-season mm -hmm. so I'm not saying it's the highest standard but what you've got is fit boys mm -hmm. that you're, you're not walking through a pre-season friendly they're playing Bray uh, I know so I mean, that'll be a physical challenge for them and it'll you know it'll get the heart rate up and it'll get the get the sharpness going and it is it's, it, I mean, this via play cup or league cup is called it's ruined pre-season trips yeah. I've got yeah. to say I quite, I quite enjoy the Via Play Cup I think yeah, me too. the big problem you've got is as a seeded team you're expected to get through yeah. what is effectively pre-season games you know but they're competitive games but you're thrown right into competitive games and you know Dundee will be the seed in that competition so Tony Dock I'm sure wants no slip ups here but the, as we saw last year there's never any, there's always a couple of Premier League teams fall by, by the wayside yeah. but the most important thing is that you are bang at it for when the real action starts at the start of August in the Premiership. Yeah. And when is that? No, actually, we do, I'm just sitting here thinking, we haven't mentioned the Via Play Cup in terms of the draw was made since we were mm -hmm. last on there. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, you two both like it. But I've, I saw the headline saying United and Dundee have tough groups. I've just I've completely forgotten. Have you not read the notes? No, no, no. no obviously, you, only obviously me, not. you only sent me the United ones on WhatsApp. I know well, that's true. What, we've had vlogs. I know, I, I know. Get, to, I be fair, to be fair, to be fair, WhatsApp to the notes. I'm be between me not turning up for your night out and, and you're not getting the proper notes. I'm I'm landing myself a wee bit in this, but no, it is at the bottom of the notes. But yeah, Dundee United's group. Um, I've I've, I've very quite. I know we're in the Dundee section, but I mean they've got Partick Thistle, Falkirk, Peterhead, and Spartans who. To be honest with you, that is a difficult group. You know, Patrick Thistle came very close to getting to the playoffs. Falkirk are always a, a, a very tough side to play against. Spartans away, the Dundee United fans will love going down to, uh, to that, that ground, but Spartans um, are, are not the easiest of the easy teams, I don't think, on paper. Um, Peter Heads, they've actually spent money. They've, brought, they've, they've uh, spent, I believe they spent about £25,000 signing, uh, signing a player, uh, Keenan Shanks, so... So it's no bad. Um, so I mean, they're, all they're, I'm hearing is points for United, wins for United, wins for yeah, United. Yeah, probably yeah. are. Um, Dundee will let Bear Dundee talk about. Dundee, uh, oh, Dundee have got Cali at home. <coughs> I think that was was that not the key thing of that group? It was where they, 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 it's going to be on the TV. Yeah, I think it's, it's always where the case they had to play Cali. I think is it not always the case that the seeded team gets a home 
plays the second seeded yeah. team. Uh, yeah. That's always the case. Shows you how much attention yeah. I've yeah. Played, yeah. paid yeah. to the group stages down the years. I've done you a problem with Bonnie Rig a few years ago at, at Dens Park, mm. if I remember rightly, Tom, and they just squeezed by them, I think, in a Scottish Cup tie. So we're not going to get caught up in this. We're going to we're going to no. romp this. Um, but uh, Ergy are probably the, the side for me yeah. in there that you know coming up and showing the, the the level of firepower they had. I think they've signed Todder off yesterday from Dunfermline, uh, so um, uh, I think they're a side that, that might come and cause yeah. a few problems. But I still think that on paper, probably as as uh, Tam's pointing out, Dun United and Dundee will probably have enough to to at least go through. You would uh, think. You know, I, I tend to think what will interest up. Uh, other clubs about those two groups. A lot, of, a lot of teams in the championship will want to have a look at Patrick Thistle and Cali to see. Yeah, Patrick Thistle, huge disappointment. Cali, big disappointment, missing out in the playoffs, and then the Scottish Cup was what we expected. But is there a hangover for these two teams? And mm-hmm. it'll be inter- it'll be interesting to see. No, I mean for Cali, the Scottish Cup, getting to the Scottish Cup final was an absolute lifeline for them yeah. financially. So. It's probably given Billy Dodds a chance to bring in one or two players again to have another go because they got pretty close last season. Didn't mm-hmm. even up there towards the end of the mm-hmm, season. If, mm-hmm. if Cali had beaten them that day, they were right in the mix because they came a late run. Um, so you would expect them to be to be tough again, maybe with one or one or two. But it's additions. harder. It's harder for these teams that the fact that they've played right to the very last yeah. kick of yeah. the ball. You know, That's I right. mean, Partick Thistle are basically had the last kick of the yeah. ball. Yeah, I, I think. I, I think Partick Thistle. United is a bigger game for Patrick because mm-hmm. the last thing they need is to get hammered. Yeah. Yeah. After after yep. the disaster in the, over the last twenty minutes of the playoff at Ross County, yeah. if they start the first few games of the season, if they start with one of the the favourites for yeah. promotion, put one over yeah. them. I've got to say that. I mean, hard recovery. We're, we're, we're hearing a couple of financial issues at Furrow, and you mm-hmm. know we've yeah. heard this for years at Furrow. There always seems to be financial issues at Furrow, as there are at most clubs. To be fair. But I like Chris Doolan. Oh, I think he's yeah, done a fantastic job yep. so taking over there. So I would expect Patrick to be at it again next season. You know, up there challenging. And certainly, it'll be interesting to see how they start off. You forget that Dundee finished, you know, way back at the start of, the start of May. You know, yeah. and Patrick had only a couple of weeks into mm-hmm. sort of, you know, a, a break. So They've played an extra six games. Yeah, yeah. So you're right You're right to point that out. Yeah. But it's, it's, less, it's less than a fortnight since yeah. their last game. Yeah, yeah. So Long, long season for them. And... A huge disappointment. Yeah, I mean, it's huge. I mean, you, that trying to get over that probably some players will never get over that mm-hmm. in their career. Um, because I mean, they had it, they had it in the, uh, the palm of their hands. You know, they had, they had, they were probably already during the course of that game starting to think what's next season going to be like in the Premiership. And some of the players would probably had that going through their head. We're going to be playing in the Premiership yeah. for it to 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 capitulate in the way it did. My God, it's and another problem for these teams. Seeing that as this is the Dundee section. I mean, the boy Tiffany's gone t- yep. to Dundee. Two or three more go to other clubs. The boys that are left are like, am I missing my turn here? Yeah. Am I, neg- uh, I was hoping to be in the Premier League with Patrick. If not them, another club, nobody's come in for me. And that that gives, having gone that's, on about the nanny state, psychologically, that, that, that be can cr- be a big that'll blow. That'll be Chris Doolan's biggest task yeah. to, to lift them because I, I watched the, the game between themselves and Ross County and, you know, I always felt it was only, things like that only happened to Dundee, but that was that was crushing for yeah. the, the Park Thistle supporters that day because 
over the course of two games, there's no doubt they were the better side. Mm-hmm. And even even when it got back on level terms, I think they still had an edge. You know, they, they, they missed a couple of glorious chances to win the game. But the hardest thing is to lift them in. One or two players go might not be a bad thing because he'll be, he'll be looking to freshen yeah. up his squad. But I do like Chris Doolan. I think he, whatever, whatever hand he's given, mm-hmm. he'll not be any mumping or moaning. He'll get on with it and he'll make it as tough as possible for opposition teams next season. He's done very, very well. I mean, it's not part of Fissel podcast, but he's done exceptionally well. Yeah. And he's a very... A very pleasant person to talk to as yeah, well. Yeah, he seems to be, yeah. Well, that's good. as good a point to end on as any, Ewan. Thanks for coming in. If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it. Or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people find Twa Teams One Street, and that means a lot to us. Don't forget to pick up your copy of the telly Monday to Saturday for all the latest from Dens and Tannadice or go to thetelly.co.uk to find out how you can get the paper delivered right to your door.